to your favorite podcast, the Golden Crown Podcast, where each week we bring you a razzle-dazzle of Hallmark movie magic. You have your usual host for season three, Sally, but this week we are joined by a very lovely guest, Tessa. Hey! We'll go ahead and get started with Tracy's Tips and Tricks. So this is just where we share a little tidbit about ourselves. So this week we will be sharing a decorating tip since Tessa and I both recently moved into an apartment, which is so exciting. So my decorating tip is finding a way to display a collection you like because one mistake I made in my first apartment is I didn't really have many like decorations, especially on the wall. So it never really felt homey. So this time I'm going to rectify that and put some collections up so it feels more like a home, makes me more happy to see things on my wall. What about you? My tip and trick is kind of very specific, but it's to plan out your new space and all of the furniture and all the decorations in The Sims 4. Yeah. Build it, you gotta build your dream, see what it looks like, play around with colors and patterns. So that's my And then you know what to buy. Exactly. That's what Tessa's gonna do for my future home. Yes, she is. <laughs> but I know normally we'd move on to the next segment. However, this is too good not to share with the lovely people of our podcast. Last night, Tessa and I <laughs> attended a concert experience by 21 Pilots. Mm -hmm. And I must say, last night I added to my growing list of <laughs> celebrities that I have met in person. All right, all right. But she says that, but she didn't even realize who this was. So we went to the movie theater to see like their concert that they live streamed last year. They made it one night only. I think they ended up adding some nights that was really popular in the movie theaters. And we were literally signing in and getting our tickets like in the little kiosk area. And some dude walks past us with like a giant camera. And Sally turns to me and goes, they're vlogging. And I was like, no, they're filming Josh Dunn. Like, that's Josh Dunn! And she was so surprised, and we did not even get the chance to meet him because he spent the whole time in the theater next to us instead of coming to visit our theater, so. Well, listen, I'd like to say I've met the Leffersons, I've met Marissa Nicole, and now I have met Josh Dunn, so. You've met two YouTubers and seen <laughs> Josh Dunn in person. He passed right behind us. I feel he like that did. I feel like we got on. Like he, we're on footage somewhere. Yeah, definitely. We definitely. have to be, which is probably not good because I probably am looking around like a fool while you actually do the thing. <laughs> I mean, I was like, "Does this thing scan?" <laughs> I probably just like waving my phone around. <laughs> but you know what? We looked cute. Sure. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to our next segment, which, of course, is Sally, Smooches, and Sabotage. <laughs> oh, that could have been the sound! Gosh dang! Anyways, um, of course, we'll bring you all the usual elements of fashion, makeup, hair, setting, our smooch meter, any betrayals, 
also known as sabotages that happen in this movie and give you the basic rundown of the plot. So this week we are diverting from the bonus originals that we were going to start with. Again, we do apologize for that unexpected break last week, but this week we are tackling Moonlight in Vermont. That is right, a classic. So this spring movie stars as our leading lady, Fiona, our fave, Lacey Chabert. You know her, you love her. Um, and playing our leading man, Derek. Shrek. <laughs> is Carla Marx. But just to give the basic intro, we get, thank you, Beastie. Yes, thank you for that comment. We get to see Fiona living it up in New York. She is stressed, blessed, and coffee obsessed. Oh, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> She's running the show of the New York real estate mm -hmm. business. I think specifically Manhattan, if I understand I correctly, so, where yeah. she is. Yeah, and she is just killing it. But her boyfriend, Nate, is not impressed by Lacey's immense um, talents. He mm -hmm. thinks that she is just balancing too much. And as he puts it, he's dating her, not her schedule. So he immediately ends a relationship probably about 10 minutes into the movie. Mm -hmm. Devastates Fiona. She is so sad. And her friend, to kind of cheer her up, convinces her to go out to Vermont because Fiona's dad owns an inn there. Well, she agrees because she sees Manhattan as she puts it, infested with couples. So mm -hmm. she's ready to skedaddle on over. They treat it like it's such a long drive. Tess had objections. They treat it like it's a whole different climate and everything. Like they're they're driving on the way there. She's like, well, apparently it snows in spring. Uh, I was like, oh, honey, stop painting. Like it's not that different than New York. Very like, true. Like a little confused why they're treating it like it's almost a different she country. She just though. wanted to have something to complain about from the very um, beginning. That's fair. That's fair. Which. Whatever. She opens up. We'll look past it. Right. Bish bam bosh. Bish bam bosh. <laughs> so when she is reunited with her dad, we get to see how tense their relationship is. What hallmark parent-child relationship is not tense. <laughs> but um, she, of course, blames her dad um, for moving to Vermont from New York because the, fi the family grew up in New York, but then her mom died when she was 20 years old, and he just went and moved to Vermont and opened up the inn. So that, of course, is the basis. She was really upset because he sold yes, true. The, the apartment that they grew up in, which had, yes. like, the perfect view of Central Park and her getting into real estate. I'm sure in college she knew oh, that yeah. was probably what she wanted to do. So I think she was just really upset to not even know at all before. Yeah. That. He just went and did that. So. Tension? Suspense? Oh, God. <laughs> but as she is getting used to Vermont, she meets... Head chef Derek, enter our leading man, who, um, actually our leading man is not an off-brand celebrity, but the ex-boyfriend Nate is an off-brand celebrity. Who is he? He looks exactly like Nate from, um, Walk the Moon. Yeah, but anywho, we get to meet Derek, who is an interesting man. Tess, how would you describe his personality? <sighs> I don't know, like... I think the only part that bothers me about him is the way that he talks sometimes. Yeah. And, I mean, he can't help that. It's just <laughs> a little off-putting to me, but I don't know. His personality is kind of like, like OCD in some ways. He's like really yeah. overly focused on like, what he does. And yeah. Like, I don't know. 
he's very strong-willed, and he's very combative. Mm -hmm. Like, him and Fiona have tension right away as well. Mm -hmm. Um, There's definitely chemistry there, which, of course, we'll get to. But right away, they're fighting because Fiona is just kicking snow onto these really rare mushrooms that Derek is trying to grow, and Mm -hmm. he's all upset and in a fuss because they were supposed to be on the menu that night for dinner. (sighs) Derek. Takes, like, the smallest thing to throw him into a panic. Yes, very true, very true. I think that's where I was going with the OCD. Not really OCD, but Right, right, yeah, definitely. But as they arrive there, the stepmom shares that it is is it Maple Fest? Maple Fair. Maple yeah, Fair. Yeah, time. So she claims that they have perfect timing because they'll be able to enjoy the festivities. Mm. Which Tess and I both feel. Okay, complete side note, but it needs to be stated. We have treated this Hallmark movie as a fall Hallmark movie for like the Years. entire time we've watched Years. this movie. Yeah, this is not our first watch through, but this is our first time watching it in spring. <laughs> Technically the season it's supposed to be, but between the Maple Fair and just all the like, I don't know, like this just starting, the vibes that you yeah. get, like the fact that they have coats and I get it, like spring too, like early spring. But I don't know, we've just always seen it. It's the whole like Maple Fair and yeah. there's hay bales everywhere cuz they're by like a farm and it's just fall vibes about this yeah. movie. I don't know what it is, but I will say it technically is supposed to take place in spring. Mm-hmm. It's just how we've always treated the movie. You give it a watch, you let us know. Maybe you feel like it is a spring movie. But moving on, they are attending the festivities of the Maple Fair. And it is during this time that Fiona runs into her ex, Nate. And Tess, who did he bring with him? Good golly gee, he brought a new girlfriend already. Yes. Haley. It's been about two weeks for yes. reference since the breakup. That's quick. Because yes. you're led to believe that Fiona and Nate have dated for a long time. Yeah, definitely. And he just shows up in Vermont. They're staying at her family's inn. Yes. Because that's what Haley has always done with her family. So, like, she knows Fiona's stepmom and probably her dad, too. Yeah, She definitely, yeah. like, says hi to the stepmom at the Maple Fair event they were at. And it's, like, super awkward. Immensely. she doesn't realize that that's the Fiona that Nate was just dating and broke up with. Right. she's the, quote-unquote, like, new girl. Like, yeah. Like, so. Well, of course, Fiona is scrambling because she does not like being stood up, especially in public. So she claims that she also found a new love interest. And who is our new How love convenient. interest? Yeah, it's Derek. Yes. The head chef. Which leads us to our notable quote, which is, as soon as she's saying that he's so talented and amazing and that they love him, he looks up and he goes, Aw, who scratched my crepe pan? <laughs> Which is funny because he was doing like a cooking demonstration right. for this fair event, and I don't think anyone else was touching the pan. Right. But no, him, though. like it's not like they were like, "Here, learn how to make this." Like, I'll right, show you right. when you use my pans. Like, he was so upset, but I don't think that anyone else touched it. Sir, the answer to your question is you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but of course, this leads to a rather comical twist of events because. Derek is not happy about being her pretend boyfriend, and he wants something out of it, too. Well, the neighbor, this very lovely, friendly gentleman, 
Which, if you couldn't detect the sarcasm, no, he's actually very standoffish. He's kind of a grumpy old man. Yeah, very much so. His name is Chauncey, which I think is so classy. I love that name. But he has an empty field that he's trying to sell off because he's not using it and he could use extra money. Um, But he refuses to sell it to Derek because, as he puts it, he thinks that Derek is bringing in the wrong crowd Mm -hmm. and that they're changing this area of Vermont, but for the worst. All the city folk. Yeah, all the city folk. Gosh, can't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. So, of course, being a real estate agent who loves a challenge, Fiona says, okay, you know what? You be my fake boyfriend. I'll get you that land. Quid pro quo. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. But, of course, since we are now drawing our two characters together, I feel like this is a natural time to start talking through that chemistry. What did you think of the chemistry? I don't like the man. <laughs> but I even, like, during the movie, and I thought this the past couple times we watched it, because this is, like we said, a classic for right. the two of us. Yeah. Um, I just, you can't deny their chemistry, though. Like, it's oh, really yeah. sweet. It's, it is. It's on a slow boil the whole movie. Well, I mean, like maple syrup. Yes, <laughs> it's like a rocky start, oh, obviously, definitely. because it's so forced that they're like, let's go on a walk together, like one right. of the first things they do, and it's like so forced because yeah. they just want to show Nate and his new girlfriend, you know, that they're out and about together. But like from there on, it's so like organic yeah. and slow, slow boil. And then it's just, it gets so real by the end that you're like, wow, I can see that happening. Right, like, right. It's really actually believable, which is upsetting because I don't like the man and I love Lacey, but whatever. Yeah, because of course when they first meet each other, like we said, just the personalities, her being so strong and competitive and him being so focused on detail and um, very strong-willed, this leads them to fight a lot in the beginning over literally, like, nothing. Like, they'll just start mm-hmm. fighting with each other for no reason. Mm-hmm. But... That also leads them to challenge each other, I think, and bring out different parts of each other's personality, and that's what makes their chemistry so beautiful to watch. But we'll dive back into our plot because we're getting to the good stuff. So as Lacey is trying to make Nate jealous, because this really is her end goal, she wants to get back with Nate, one thing that we had forgot to mention is while she was in New York, she was approached by another man. Dun, dun, dun. He is offering her a deal um, to work under his company and basically expand her real estate business. Mm -hmm. Like under his umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll give her more staff, Mm -hmm. which obviously is a huge draw for her. Um, So he is kind of pursuing her throughout this whole thing. And she kind of has his offer in the back of her mind the whole time. So her eventual goal is to make Nate jealous so he will once again return to her so they can both go back to New York. She can get that new job offer and they'll live their lives together. But, of course, this is very much disrupted because um, as they are spending time trying to make Nate jealous, they do start falling for each other. They do things like a maple tasting event together. They do, like... Tess shared walk around together, which ends up being really sweet. It starts rough with Lacey almost falling in the mud, but by the time we end it, they're actually, you know, walking with each other and having nice conversation. Tess's favorite part, he takes her to a maple tree that his great-grandfather planted so they can tap it for syrup. Absolutely not. I mean, it's supposed to be a sweet scene, but some of the 
Like, his storytelling in that scene is like, what is going on? Because, like, sometimes he just looks so creepy with what he's saying that you're like, ugh, I got a bad vibe from this. Like, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. We'll definitely be posting a picture of the semi-creepy smile that mm-hmm. Tess is talking about. Again, no shade on the actor himself. He did wonderful in his role. Bish bam bosh. <laughs> It's just the personal opinion, right? True, true. They also have um, a practice dinner at the inn because they um, are trying to attract more people to the inn. So the dad invites some food bloggers to really be inspired by Derek's food and promote the inn on their blogs. So, of course, they have to have the practice dinner, but Derek decides to take a break from the kitchen to spend some quality time with Lacey. Mm-hmm. They actually are really sweet together. She's, of course, not bringing her phone to dinner. And all of these things added up, all these things that Nate is noticing is really drawing his attention and really making him mad. Mm-hmm. Haley even notices he's distracted during that dinner, and she's like, what's bothering mm-hmm. you? And he's like, um, Fiona didn't even bring her phone to dinner. She always brings her phone to dinner, so you can tell he's really getting upset. Haley's like, you gotta be kidding Yeah, she, she is over it. She has noticed his looks. She's noticed how every time she walks away, he finds a way to talk to Fiona. Like, she gets, she gets what's going on. And it is really sad, because obviously, like, Haley had no idea of the situation. Right. And, like, she didn't ask for and any of this. she didn't bring him to that town of Vermont right. for him to, like, reconnect with Fiona. She brought him there to share something from her childhood and yeah. something that she used to do, which is so sweet for a new relationship. I like, know! That's how I feel! That's why I almost really feel like sweet. this is our sabotage as the viewer. Mm-hmm. Like, it just hurts to watch this happen. Like, Haley was really trying. Yeah. And we have, I mean, she was sweet to um, Fiona and yeah, she was. Derek. I mean, she was like, you guys make a really cute couple. Like, every yeah. time she'd see them, she was so genuine. So, that is kind of our sabotage. Yeah. Like, poor Haley. Because yeah, she was never even, like, you know, like, hostile towards mm-hmm. Fiona or anything for their past relationship. Like, that's what just makes it so sad. But um, during that maple tasting event, Derek is really able to guide Fiona to slow down and smell the maple. Try all the different maple syrups. And they end up winning the competition. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they earn free tickets to the maple... Is ball. it the maple ball? Yeah, yeah something so like that. The Basically the, like, coup de gras end of the Maple Fair mm-hmm. event. And, of course, Haley and Nate also plan on attending, so all of them are getting ready. This is after Lacey has tried multiple times to get Chauncey to budge and buy, let Derek buy his land. But he seems very stubborn. He's not convinced that they're people that are worth trusting, so she notes how... His fence to keep in his cows is kind of run down. It's just like a bunch of wires. Uh, yeah, at one point it's literally just like some wires. Yeah, she's like, oh, okay, right? Because like it would be dangerous for yeah. a cow. Like they could get, you know, like they're. I don't know. I don't know. I was stressed just watching it. But she tries to do, I guess, the good neighborly thing of um, getting her friend, her brother and Derek and herself to build actually a new fence for him. A new wooden fence. It's very nice. It is very nice. It was a very sweet gesture, but not one that was well received. Of course, the dad has to explain to Fiona that 
people here are very prideful. They don't see that as a good deed. They see it as showing them that they're incompetent or whatever. Mm-hmm. They basically don't. Capable yeah. of doing it themselves. Right, sure. right. So they, he did not like that in the end. Um, but she did, she did try. So at this point, she's feeling like she's not really living up to her end of the bargain. But of course, Fiona's not going to quit because Lacey Chabert never quit. Never. Never. Okay. Anyways. Take no Hallmark. <laughs> Lacey, don't quit. No. But during their dinner, she had shared some details about what she loves about New York, specifically that apartment that her mom and her dad and herself had, Mm -hmm. which is, of course, as Tess shared, it it overlooks Central Park. So in the winter, they would always see the handsome cabs driving by, is what she had described. Well, to pick her up for the ball, Derek hired the handsome cab, which I thought was such a sweet gesture. He rolls up with that, helps her get on in. They, I said it would have been absolutely freezing. Oh, and definitely. In real life. Like, I would not have wanted even a slight, like, gust of wind to hit my face when it was that cold. No. But very cute, though. And you could tell that she really appreciated mm-hmm. the gesture. Yeah, because it showed that he was, like, paying attention to what she was sharing. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, the movie doesn't go into it, but you know that Nate and her relationship, from what little we saw, he's probably not paying attention. It was probably to so because, yeah, It really, yeah. yeah. Like, they didn't have much in common other than their like, drive for their jobs, but obviously that isn't really a good foundation for a relationship. But I digress. They go to the ball, they're having a good time, people are taking pictures with a moon hanging down from the ceiling, because of course it's moonlight in Vermont. (laughs) Not a maple syrup bottle from the ceiling. Although that, that would be cool, but we chose a half moon. Yeah, which side note, going back to that concert... We will be posting on the Instagram a picture of Tess and I. There was, of course, the scale and an icy dragon. Well, the wait to take a picture with the dragon was quite long. So Tess and I just took a picture with the tail, and we kind of got the same vibes. Yeah, you know what it is. You're a fan, you got it. Yeah, and it kind of felt like people taking a picture with that moon. So you know what? Yeah. Counts enough that it will go on the Instagram, okay? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> but they are really connecting... Um, he invites Fiona to dance with him, to, he, under the guise of making Nate jealous, but mm-hmm. we all know, we all know. We all know you were catching feelings at this yes, point there. Yes, very yeah. much so. Right as he's, like, asking her to dance, we reached the point of our podcast episode title. Kind of, I don't remember how he asks her, but it's, like, kind of playful. He's basically like, like, oh, you know what would make me really jealous? Seeing you dressed yes. like that, dancing with another guy. Like, that would put yeah. me over the edge. And so she said, you know, are you trying to get me to dance with you? And he said, if the duck boot fits. Which has kind of been, like, their inside joke this whole time. Because he, he always wears duck boots. He tries to get her to wear duck boots because it's just appropriate. When tapping that tree. Yeah, yeah. So we just thought that was too perfect of a quote to just go unnoticed. So he is dancing with Fiona. He's talking about, you know, how he's had noticed changes in her and how um, she's really doing a good job pulling off this act. And she shares, you know what, this actually isn't an act. Yeah, like, what if I had a secret for you? Right. Not an act. Yeah, they're very coy with each yeah. other in this scene. Very flirtatious, like mm-hmm. extremely. Um, but as they're dancing, we see that Nate is just staring at them the whole time. And, and so does Haley, mm-hmm. and she has enough of it. I mean, at that point, they were in the middle of dancing, and she noticed that 
she grabbed his hand and was like, enough, and like, took him off to the side of the dance floor. To yeah, talk. she was tasteful. But I would have literally just been like, enough, and stormed yeah, off. True. Like, that's I don't true. think he deserved any words, but whatever. Yeah, probably not, but she actually, I did appreciate how she actually, like, spoke her mind. Like, it wasn't yeah. like she was, like, brushing it off, or like, oh no, he still, like, he still loves me, he still cares about me. Like, she even confronts him, and it's like, you've only been looking at Fiona, like, it's clear you still have feelings for her, like, this is over. Mm-hmm. Well... They are so, Fiona and Derek are so wrapped up in each other, they hardly notice that this happens because Derek is busy singing Moonlight in Vermont. <laughs> Nailed it. Yes. It's very romantic. Very. And probably not his actual singing voice. Probably not. No offense, Carlo, I just don't think that's your singing voice. Maybe it is. <laughs> but, um, he's pulled away. For a reason that I never actually understood. Maybe it's something about the kitchen. Yeah, but, like, this isn't even his kitchen. Like, what is he doing? I don't know. Maybe they just had an emergency and they needed some. I don't know. Yeah, it's really I not mean, clear. What food do you really serve? I mean, there was a drink snack. That's what I'm saying. Wonder, like, like, what goes wrong with appetizers? I don't know. It's literally so unclear, but, like, whatever. We'll give it to you. It's contrived. But um, this allows... Oh, you know what? His sous chef was in charge of the food for the inn that night so he could go to the dance. Yeah, but, like, he didn't so go to the gym. I know, so I'm saying, he's oh. at the dance, so it's, well, I wonder if the sous chef had an emergency, like, back at the end, and they were like, oh, no, that makes so much more sense. I think he figured it out the mystery. The mystery. <laughs> I mean, he says something. We just didn't have something. Yeah. That was on, we couldn't really hear Yeah, it, he, he says it too quick. I've never been able to catch it. But um, this leads Derek to kind of step away for a moment, presumably to call the sous chef or whatever needs to mm-hmm. be done. And Nate approaches Fiona. Of course, now that Haley's out of the picture, he's like, okay, now I can just get Fiona back and everything will be fine. And so he's trying to schmooze her. <laughs> Fiona shuts him right down. But of course, we get to our sabotage of the mm-hmm. movie, which is that when Derek comes back, he sees Fiona and Nate kind of holding hands. Yeah, they like, have, like, grabbed her hands to really, like, seriously talk yeah. to her and, like, bring her to his attention. But. Right. He just, Derek happened to see at that exact moment, of course, that's all it takes to think that she's, like, already back with him. Right. Yeah. Really annoying. So, the cab ride ride home is very silent and kind of hostile. He's like, oh, well, you're just going back to New York anyway. They were, like, moments away from kissing before that Mm -hmm. guy showed up. And so, she's kind of, like, trying to draw back to that moment and be like, well, you kind of said that you liked me. Like, what is this? And he's kind of like, I think we were both swept up in the moment. He gets out and he goes to whatever sous chef crisis was happening. Amen. And she's kind of left feeling a little weird about the whole situation. But she moves on. Because Erwin's standing there. And he's begging Fiona. And he's like, okay, I don't normally have to work this hard to get top talent to join my agency. Like, are we doing this or not, basically? And... At this point, especially with Derek being all weird, she's like, okay, like, let's do it. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of have a weird crisis as they're setting up for the dinner where the food bloggers will be arriving. Um, at this point, 
Lacey, well, sorry, Fiona, <laughs> has kind of gone up to Chauncey and been like, hey, I heard you were, you know, not happy about the fence. I do apologize for that, that we overstepped and we were just trying to do a nice thing for you. Mm -hmm. He's still not convinced, but she invites him to the dinner tonight. So a lot's on the line. Not only has she invited Chauncey, food bloggers are coming, and Derek reveals that a truck jackknifed, I'm not even sure I know what that means. Oh. Well, that's what that means. <laughs> and they are no longer able to get their food supplies because obviously the road is just completely blocked. Mm -hmm. So Fiona whips up some inspiration saying, you know, she, Yankee credo, do with what you have. Let's get this going. is the best inspirational speech for, like, not having a job in a kitchen. Yeah. Or, like, really, she, basically she just says, you know, we can get whatever we can get from the local store, and we can improvise, and yeah. you can make some, some of your, like, grandparents' dishes or whatever right. recipe book he has, and it's just very, like, okay, you know, <laughs> everyone's like, all right, I guess we're going to do this, we have no other choice. But Appetite is coming, and, and he's, he's going to have, have a big ego. ego. <laughs> I mean, ego. He's coming. <laughs> But they do kind of all work together, of course. We didn't mention it, but we always have to have our multiple romances. So um, the brother is falling in love with Fiona's best friend, so they're hitting it off. And of Which course, I think was like a childhood thing. It they really was. Times, yeah. But I think it's kind of funny that they would like so easily slip back into it after right. all these years. Yeah, you would think it'd be kind of awkward, but no. Nope. Yeah, you think it'd be like, so is there... Um, someone back in New York. Right. You know, like, right. you have to, like, ease into it, but they're just immediately... Yeah, they're basically like, like, yep, we're gonna get, we're gonna get like, together. Like, you your kids? Like, okay, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, um, they all work together as a team and managed to pull off the dinner. They make some kind of meat pie. I'm yeah, not, I don't know. I'm not he sure. He says some French words. He does, he does. Pie. Yes. And, um, when, in pulling off the dinner... We see that Chauncey did indeed call me. Of course, Fiona wasn't sure because he is very stingy. But she points out that it's a free meal, and people like that aren't going to turn down a free meal. No, ma'am. After the dinner, they're having a little celebratory wine moment, and um, the stepmother approaches them and shares that Chauncey would like to speak with the chef. Wow! Wow! So yeah, so he's staying after and he wants to talk to the chef, which gives off very big ratatouille vibes. It really does. Um, and they kind of ask him, you know, like, was there something wrong with the right. meal? Like, what's going on? And he's like, that was amazing. Like, yeah. That was really good food. And anyone who cooks like that is good in my book. And right. basically that was him saying, like, I'm going to sell to you. Yeah. Which is really funny that all it took was one meal. Right. Because it was kind of, I guess, the meat pie recipe they had, like, was very like Vermont, Vermont yeah based. so he was like you know you keep that like close to home cooking going right you totally deserve to have my property exactly yeah because that's all he needed was like recognizing that it was respectful of the old mm -hmm. traditions even if there is kind of like a new flair to new it twist ooh, ooh. new <laughs> spice spice a lot Spice. But of course, this makes Fiona feel accomplished because she's like, hey yo, I did it after all. So she feels like she held up her end of the bargain. And at this point, we see that Nate, oddly enough, ate with Erwin. Not really sure what that whole thing was about. Very weird. But they are standing by the table. So of course, Derek's got to make it awkward and be like, 
oh, I guess I'll leave you to it then, because he thinks that they're a couple now. And he, you know, Nate's very much like, okay, Fiona, like, let's go back to New York together. And she's like, no, as I told you, like, we're not going to be a thing. We need to move on. He's acting all shocked, which, like, dude, you've been a jerk this whole movie. I don't know what you wanted to happen. Mm -hmm. But anyhoozle, he's off to New York. Um, and as Fiona is packing, her fr best friend, Angela asks if she can actually stay a little bit longer because at this point Fiona has turned down Nate but since Derek's been weird she's like okay I guess I'll just go back and join the job with Erwin. Mm -hmm. Angela is obviously hitting it off with the brother so she wants to stay for a little bit longer see what that relationship can look like and she asks if Fiona said goodbye to Derek. Because, obviously, she's noticed how awkward things have been between the two of them. Mm -hmm. And she admits that she hadn't, so she goes to their tree. <laughs> Which I think is so stupid that, like, all of a sudden she's like, it's our tree. Like, right. I mean, he said that that's been his great-grandpa. Yeah, it's been in his family like, for... It's his tree, yeah. sweetie. You do not get to invite... Not yet. Like, maybe we get marry or something. several seats. Yeah, honestly. Take all the seats, because, whoa. But she doesn't multiple... Like, from the first point oh, yeah. that he brings Seriously. her there, she's like, our tree. Do we have a... What does she say? They tap in, nothing happens. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, do we have a broken tree? Yeah, do we have a broken tree? I'm like, you... We... Have no such thing. He may have a broken <laughs> But, of course, we get to see the metaphor of the movie, which is um, as he is pulling the maple from the tree, she sees that they actually have quite a bit in the bucket, and he, of course, ends the whole thing with the sentiment of good things take time. That's kind of what their romance was like. And they share a kiss! <laughs> a kiss? A, ki a kiss. On the smooch meter? Uh, probably like low quarter. It's pretty the way cringy. Yeah. I mean, he goes in and like blinks when their lips actually make contact. Yeah. Just like, oh, were you scared? Were you surprised? Like, what's, what's the Yeah. Name? I don't know. It just wasn't very like passionate or anything. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like a. And that's the weird thing with, like, the romance was there. Like, they mm -hmm. could have had a good kiss, but yeah. I guess they settled for subpar, so. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> but um, we move rather abruptly at this point because suddenly Fiona is coming back with Derek to the house. She's like, just kidding, I'm not leaving for New York. Actually, my brother's going to take my apartment in New York. I'm going to stay here. And I said no to Irwin. And we're all like, okay, all that happened in a couple minutes. Very We've got nice. Five minutes left. Yeah. The typical homework. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so, of course, the dad is elated. He had shared with um, Fiona that he hadn't just sold the um, their apartment for no reason. Mm -hmm. He had shared that actually it was always the mom's dream to build this in, in Vermont. So he was actually pursuing what she had wanted, which apparently he never bothered to tell her before this moment. Yeah. This whole time she saw it as like betrayal to her mom right. that he did this. And then when she learns, oh, it was actually mom's plan all along. And she's I feel like these Hallmark like twists and turns like that, a lot of times there's they don't explain a good reason for right. that lack of communication. And this time they at least tried, like, like right. Fiona's like, well, why didn't you never say that? And he says, like, Something like, I guess I've never been good with expressing my emotions. Or right. Whatever. I mean, they tried to they address tried, it. They had like, their ass. But, like, with your dad, something right. like that is so stupid. 
agree. You would have, I mean, you literally would have called him and been like, well, why didn't you tell me you were going to sell the apartment? And he probably would have immediately responded with, you know, this has always been your mom's dream. I right. want to respect her and live this out and do something for her. Because that's because not even, can. like, expressing no. your emotions. That's just expressing your yeah, intent, that's I guess. Like, literally explaining why you did something. Right. Whatever. Not sure about that, but. Whatever. They had to make another plot point, I guess. We do get to end on a very sweet scene between her and Derek. They're sitting by the fireplace, comfy, cozy. He made some kind of dessert. I actually forget at this point what it was. But they're trying to pour the maple syrup over it, and it's taking forever to drip out. And she goes, it's okay. Good things take time. And then they lean in for a second they kiss. kiss again. Yeah, but I'm like, he's going to spill that maple syrup, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Mm-hmm. He I did, was but... only watching his hand. Right. Uh, that's what I did, too, because like, I'm oh like, gosh, oh gosh, don't this is going to be the end. But, yep, that is how our movie comes to a beautiful resolution. Um, of course, we'll just touch on our remaining elements of fashion, makeup, hair. I feel like we really had to save that for the end and clinch it out. So, what did, what did you think? Yeah. It was pretty Basic. It I was. mean, it wasn't bad or anything, just her hair was just always kind of curled and... In a high pony. Had, yeah, in a high pony when she down. was running. And mm-hmm. It was pretty simple. And then makeup for everyone was also just pretty standard. Like, Fiona came out with a smoky eye, though. She, she did. She did. A couple of times she wore that <laughs> smoky eye. But it wasn't, like, too much. No, it was very easily done. more than most people would do, but she only really popped it out for, like, the fancy events in the evening, so. Yeah, I did like how the dad, Nate, and Derek all brought it with the man sweaters. (laughs) And the last comment in fashion that I feel like we really just have to make is that Haley's wardrobe solely consisted of She looked like a Barbie. She really did! I was like, that was a choice. Yeah, like Like, the innocent, like. Nate, like picked up the first right. girl he could after, for, like, literally a rebound. I think that was part of the curve. Right. Like an innocent sort of look. I mean, poor girl. Yeah, really. But that is our classic, our tried and true Moonlight in Vermont. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this brings us to our final segment of the night, which is Colleen's Count. <laughs> So, of course, we'll go over our usual counts of coffee, coat, and purse. I'm so sorry, Cindy, but I could not get shoes by myself, so we're going to have to scratch the shoe count for this one. Maybe Mom can pick it up next time because your that girl can't can't hard. count it. Not only did Cindy count it, she was able to list all the shoes. Oh, my god! Yes, in, like, detail. I was like, oh, I can't do that. She's on X Games. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Because I feel like there's some scenes where they don't even really show. Right. True. I mean, maybe when they're walking in, you gotta be fast. If you do. Because then the camera's gonna pan up and yeah. it's only gonna be the top half of their body. Right. But we actually had a really high coat count for a spring movie. Fiona brought six coats to the table. <laughs> Quite high. Um, purse was mid. It was three purses that I noticed. I think I saw a couple repeat purses. She definitely repeated quite a few. Yeah, she had really basic purses, though, so it was kind of hard to tell if it was the same one or not. I'm going to stick with the three. Mm -hmm. And coffee count was surprisingly low for claiming that she was, like, a coffee addict. We only had two. I was, like... And she talked about getting coffee, like, one time with her dad, but I mean... She didn't even get it in the scene. I'm like, this is is my betrayal. (laughs) 
I want high co coffee counts, Hallmark. I really I need you to bring every it. every scene, I want the main character with a fresh cup of coffee. <laughs> Just for that's all we're asking. That's, that's all. not that's much. Simple. That's really not it much. It could be prop coffee. Mm. I could just want to see it. Please. <laughs> One movie. But of course, this brings us to our woo-woo rating dedicated to our gorgeous Nala Mama, who could not be with us tonight, but that's okay, because we had Tessa's cat Beastie to keep us company. Of course, you'll see her on the Instagram as well, because she's gorgeous, gorgeous darling. Because she's clingy. Yeah, that too. <laughs> she's watching us from the balcony. Well, not really. She's kind of falling asleep. <laughs> she wants to watch us yes. from the balcony. Yes. But this is on a one-to-five scale um, using Nala's woo-woos, which is how she expresses herself, so it's how we'll express our opinion of the movie. One is not a good Hallmark movie. Five is the greatest Hallmark movie we've ever seen. Just kiss. Where would you rate it? Oh, I'm a five with Moonlight in Vermont. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. What goes behind that? I mean... There's not, like, really any cringy green screen stuff. True. You know, that's a big point for me. Um, the chemistry being, like, as organic as it is is always great. Mm, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, partially for the nostalgia and how we, like, yeah. always watch it. But I don't know. I just think it's a five. No, I it's, totally. If you haven't seen it, it's a good watch. It is. It is. I also give it a five. nostalgia factors into it because I have seen this movie mm -hmm. so many times but to me like especially if you like the really like classic Hallmark movie plot of like okay like when you run into your ex you do the craziest thing like pretending someone is your boyfriend who's yeah. not your boyfriend like if you like those it's like really realistic. off the wall yeah. plots it's realistic though for some people that's true that's I true mean, could it be me panic. but right but I mean the timing of it all is not realistic like right True. Because, like, more than likely, happen. Nate, in, re in real life, Nate would have realized, oh, hey, wait, that is my ex's, like, family's business, right. so let's not right. book out or that if end. if they were there and he saw her, he probably would have run the other way. True, you know, true. Or she would have. Like, right. the odds that they actually would have just been like, well, I'm going to confront. Right, right. That's a good point. Whatever. But, but okay. I mean, I could see people, like, panic, and they'd be like, oh, okay, I'm totally, I'm dating someone, too. Like, right, try right. me. <laughs> exactly. But I think just for that classic, like, Hallmark structure, I think it's actually a really sound movie. Of course, anything Lacey Chabert is in, I mean, bumps it up a couple, couple woos already. Couple woos. Couple woos. Got a couple woos. But I don't know. I really like this movie because I think that they are really sweet together for as, like, goofy as the leading guy can be, mm -hmm. I think that their personalities are actually, like, the perfect match, even though you don't necessarily see it right away when you're first watching the yeah. movie, and, yeah, I think for that reason, it earns the five woos, but, of Ooh. course, we have reached the point in our episode where we need to give our shout-outs, shout-out to Jasmine! Jasmine! You're killing it! You're now working in theater. You love to see it. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. Shout out to 
Tessa, can you right here? Thank you so much for being on the podcast for tonight. Shout out to our previous podcast guests, Cindy and Jess. We love you. We miss you. Love you. <laughs> of course, shout out to the usual husbands, um, Michael, Mark, and Nick. And of course, shout out to mom because you couldn't join us this week. We miss you. Don't you worry, she'll be on the podcast next week. Um, but next week we should be tackling those bonus original movies. We'll probably be closing out season three with those. So look forward to all of the new movies that Hallmark has lined up. They actually look really interested. Ooh, interesting. I'm excited to get into them. But until, until next week, cheers! <laughs>